0: My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. So, everyone, to episode 31 of Nikolai's Kitchen. This is a show all about my journey of scratch made food and positive energy. My name is Nick, and it's so, so, so wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to download this whenever, wherever you are that you're listening to this. I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing and that life is so, so good for you right now. And if it hasn't been today, I hope that tomorrow is a better and better day. I really appreciate you taking the time to download the show. As I said, if you do love what you're about to hear, make sure you head to the link in the show notes and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you do, then you will be eligible to win the fall VIP rewards box typically reserved for my top tier patrons this quarter. Apple pie filling. I cannot wait to make it and get it out to everyone. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I've gotten a lot of kind of catch-up work done with this show lately. It's been a long time coming, to be 100% honest. I've just been so inundated with a lot of different things and I've actually reached a point where I feel like I may actually be putting a dent in this stuff. Maybe. I've still got a lot of stuff to do. I've still got a lot, I mean, believe me, a lot of stuff. Recipes that I've made, different foods and whatnot that, I mean, there's so much that I've gotten done, and it's it's kind of crazy, like the backlog of recipes and things that I have now. The biggest problem really is finding the good time to actually record the show, to actually put down the audio, and spend some time here with you guys. So if this is your first time here, welcome. It's so amazing to have you here, and if you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for making me a part of your weekly routine. Today on the show, we are going to be revisiting something sort of. Uh, Back in the first ever Table for Two with Dan of Netflix and Swill, I made his chicken tikka masala. And when I made it last time, I pledged to myself whenever I made it again, I was going to make it with homemade naan. And... Not as something I've never, ever made before and honestly haven't really had very many times. I think it was only when I was out in Pittsburgh for Caleb's bachelor party. We went out to an Indian place after a Pirates game that we were at got rained out and... We went to this Indian place and they had not, and now they had it traditional, like you know, slapped onto the side of the tandoori oven and all that kind of stuff. Mine obviously couldn't be that because I don't have that capability. But I was surprised at just how easily this came together and how unbelievable it tasted. We're going to get more into that in the back half of the show, however. Got to spend some time grilling today. Made some burgers on the grill. Absolutely amazing with some nice smoked Gouda cheese. I bought some sweet Hawaiian rolls. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to make rolls. I mean, we kind of like, it was like a last minute, like, okay, we're making burgers. Because we had, what I've been doing, because I've been really trying to watch my weight and really ration what I've been eating, is I busted out the kitchen scale. I bought it for brewing beer. More than anything. And I busted out the kitchen scale and I started weighing burgers to make sure that my burgers were a consistent size. And, you know, then I wrapped them up in wax paper and froze them. And then basically just took them out a few hours. You know, let them thaw as much as they did. They were still pretty frozen by the time they hit the grill. But they grilled up so, so, so perfectly. Just buttered and toasted those rolls. And then I did some sweet potato wedges. Just drenched them in olive oil, salt, and pepper. Gave them a nice toss, a nice coating. And then they went right onto the grill as well. Right onto the grill grates. Actually cooked up really, really nicely. Nice and soft. Good flavor to them. I had probably not done, like, grilled potatoes In a long time, I mean, obviously, I've been using my air fryer a lot. I like doing mashed potatoes, but I really haven't done those a lot either. So it was really, really nice to kind of explore a different way to make something that I haven't had. I haven't even eaten sweet potatoes in forever. Sweet potatoes are really interesting to me because I really do love that you can take them in that kind of sweet or savory direction. Now, my first introduction ever to sweet potatoes, and I know some of you out there listening probably also have this, uh, this experience, but it's with those just god-awful canned sweet potatoes that are in like a heavy syrup that people make like uh, is it a casserole i don't know if it's casserole but like those baked dishes of sweet potatoes covered with like the little miniature marshmallows and stuff oh i've never tasted anything so bad like oh that is the worst thing ever i i i just can't do it i i absolutely can't do it and i don't think it's you know the whole idea because i've paired like i've had marshmallow dipping sauces and like honey marshmallow dipping sauces i've taken sweet potatoes and you know after you cook them you toss them in cinnamon sugar like i've had them in sweet ways and i've really enjoyed them that way but it's just those canned potatoes that just not not good they're just not good so yeah if i ever if i ever am, am able to impart anything with this show i mean it is all about my journey of scratch made food i try so hard to make as much as i can from scratch because number one you know what you're putting into your food You know, you know, you're not getting anything that you didn't put in the pan yourself and it just tastes better. It just tastes fresher. It's just, it's elevated, you know? So yeah, don't ever, don't do that. (laughs) I have been doing a lot of stuff like steeping vodka right now. I'm having the beginnings of what will be a black forest dessert martini. And my friend Brentley is going to be coming in a couple of weeks to spend a weekend here with me. And his girlfriend wants to have a dessert martini, a chocolate martini. And because I'm me, and because I've been doing a lot of my own vodka steeping, you can check out the quick bite on that. That was back in the 16th quick bite, not too long ago. But I thought to myself, because I've used cacao nibs for brewing beer before, And I thought to myself, I'm like, what if I get cacao nibs and I just chuck them into a ball jar and just top it with vodka and just let them steep in it? And I did this yesterday about two cups of, uh, you know, the cocoa nibs into the jar. And I got to tell you, even after only a few hours, like I tried, I just wanted to see what the vodka would taste like. Oh, it picks up so much chocolate flavor right away. And right now I'm actually I, I and this was uh for our friend Jen's birthday last year. I found this Austrian like tart cherry liqueur and i made her like you know this uh black forest brownies like the first ever episode of this show is red wine brownies i made a version of those with a cherry reduction over the top because she loves black forest cake and i don't know much about making cake but i do know a lot about making brownies and i had soaked a bunch of cherries in that liqueur as well so they were really really good but this instead is uh you know just a little bit of that same liqueur the chocolate vodka, and I've just got some seltzer in there right now, but, uh, you know, this is fantastic, but I can't wait to turn this into a full blown dessert martini. I've got a couple of ideas for how I'm going to necessarily get there. And of course I'm going to break that down for you guys once I do. But yeah, I mean, if, if I can ever impart any of those kind of wisdom, you know, try this stuff out for yourselves, please let me know how it works out for you. If you do Try steeping your own vodka. I know Dan is still doing, you know, ginger and jalapeno, and it's just like when you're playing with those flavors of your, it's so much better, like than the store bought like flavored vodkas. I just, to me, those just really don't have a lot of flavor. You know, when you steep your own vodka, you're getting so, so much more. So make sure that you give it a try. I can't wait to talk to you guys about. The pizza that I made that will be its own episode. I made two different types of pizza. I actually took my pizza sauce and my pizza dough recipes back to the ingredient phase. I started applying some of the knowledge that I've learned, especially for the dough, for making my own breads, making homemade naan, like we're going to talk about later in this episode. And I just... I adapted a little bit, and I changed it. And this is probably my favorite dough recipe that I've ever made, probably my favorite pizza sauce recipe I've ever made. But it wasn't without its kitchen dramatics. You'll have to wait until I think next week is when I will do that. But just, I mean, the flavors were incredible. I just really wish that, uh, you know, One of the pizzas hadn't uh, decided to leap back into the oven upside down. And yeah, it wasn't a good time. (laughs) I've just been doing so much good cooking lately and like there are those times when I'm in the kitchen and it seems like I can't do anything right and there are those times when I'm in the kitchen and it feels like I'm doing everything right and everything is coming out so so good and I feel like I'm on the latter streak right now which means eventually it will pendulum swing back to the other one and I'll be failing here failing there and I'll be like "Ah!" but You know, I always love it when I can make these things homemade and even, even there's so much to still take away, even though I had a couple of fails with those pizzas, there's still a lot of good to take away from that whole experience as well. I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. do you think sometimes that you failed do you think sometimes that you can't do anything right that everything in life seems set against you I do and sometimes I'm really really hard on myself because of it and sometimes I'm really really hard on myself because of it I internalize and I pummel and I attack and I say, Nick, how could you be so stupid? How could you be so bad? How could you be so terrible? Now, there are going to be circumstances. There are going to be times in life, unfortunately, when things aren't going to work out the way that maybe you expected or wanted them to. My own podcasting journey is rife with those kinds of things. This show itself, the show's release schedule. And sometimes when I'm not getting out the content to you guys on the time frame that I want to get it to you guys, I feel like a failure. I'm staring at right now on the desktop of my computer, AMA tracks, the AMA that I wanted to release at the beginning of August. The tracks are still sitting here unedited. I just haven't had a chance. I haven't had the time to get this done. More Quick Bites than I wanted to kind of crutch on have been released over the past few weeks than regular episodes. And that's because I haven't been able to get in here and it makes me feel like I've failed, you guys. It makes me feel like I'm a failure. Sometimes when I'm trying to pay my bills and, you know, ever since my marriage ended and I've just been on my own, it's been really, really hard sometimes. And when I look at my finances, when I struggle and when I look at the money going out versus what I've got coming in and there's a red balance there and I just, I know I can't cover every single bill that month. I feel like I have failed somehow. I feel like a failure. I feel like I didn't work hard enough. Like I didn't try hard enough. Like I didn't do enough. I put everything on my shoulders so much. You do that too. Are you someone who, if something happens, maybe that's outside of your control, do you still put it on yourself? Do you still carry that burden around with you and let it eat at you and let it weigh on your conscience and let it just kind of dig at you and dig at you and dig at you? It's kind of amazing, isn't it? How we punish ourselves, how we allow ourselves to take the blame. When sometimes it's just not our fault. Sometimes the universe just does what the universe does. Sometimes things don't work out, but they lead to something better. Sometimes, as long as you persevere, as long as you keep going, it's okay to fail. You will fail. If you're listening to this, you will fail at something at some point in future. I fail in the kitchen all the time. Flavors just don't hit where I expected them to. But what the difference is and what you have to remember to tell yourself is not to let that failure define you. No one failure defines who you are. No group of failures defines who you are. There are so many aspects that make you, you. Sometimes life is going to hit you. It's going to hit you when you're down, and then it's going to hit you again when you're already down. Different things are going to come out of the woodwork and hit you all sorts of ways. Dust yourself off. Look at yourself in the mirror. Close your eyes and open them again look at yourself and say I am not a failure I will not be defined by this this does not define who I am I deserve love I deserve respect I deserve to be treated well whatever you do I know it's really really tough sometimes but whatever you do do not let it take you down because you are amazing. What you do is amazing. And sometimes it's a fact of life. It will not go the way that you wanted it to. It will not go the way that you thought. Maybe this is a teachable moment. Maybe there's something that you can learn from all of this. I do it in the kitchen all the time. I will fail. I tried to make a hollandaise sauce for the breakfast lasagna. I'll talk about it more when I talk about it in that episode. But I tried. I've never made it before. I have no idea. In all the recipes I was reading about it, it was always like, you got to keep the eggs at the right temperature. You can't let them get too hot or they'll start to scramble, but you can't let them get too cold either. So I was like, I'm, I'm like way out of my depth on this. I'm like, I've never made this. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I made that hollandaise sauce and it just kept breaking. Like I just kept taking the eggs off the heat because I was so paranoid it was gonna get too hot and they were gonna start to scramble. I was using a double boiler. And I was just, I was just, I was so in my head about it. Like I had already failed in my mind before I ever put those egg yolks and that lemon juice in the pan. I had already failed myself because I didn't believe in myself. And you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your strength in your intelligence, in the hard work that you do and in the hard work that you've put in. You have to acknowledge it. You have to believe in it. Sometimes things will happen. Sometimes people will come along who will criticize who will try to undercut you, who will try to tear you down because they are too busy dealing with their own kinds of things and they take it out on you instead. You are not a failure. Failing does not make you a failure. Sometimes you will. You un- It's just an inevitable fact of life. Don't let it define you. Dust yourself off look at yourself in that mirror and say I am good I deserve to succeed and then work twice as hard until you do I'm not giving up on that hollandaise I can't especially I mean it did taste pretty good but I it was it, it, no it didn't turn out good at all but that failure won't define me And it's taken me so much of my life and so long. And I'm still so bad at it. Sometimes I still, if there's a bunch of different things hitting me at once. And like I'm suffering like a lot of pressure and things like that. It it hits me really, really hard. It can get really, really tough. (laughs) It, It hurts sometimes. It really, really does. It can hit me so, so hard. But. I'm not a failure. I work so hard to try to make other people happy and I work so, so hard to try to do so many different things, but I fail sometimes to stop and just breathe and relax and believe in myself and say, Nick, you can do this. You just have to let yourself do it. No matter what happens to you, you can do this. I believe in you, you are not a failure. Take a moment to just think about all of the good and great things that you've done today, how good your breakfast may have tasted, how wonderful that first sip of coffee in the morning was how amazing the rush between your feet felt as you got in for a nice run the just beautiful symphony of burgers sizzling on the grill the combination of homemade barbecue sauce homemade wing sauce and homemade mustard that made just a kick burger sauce I still really need to concept. I'm still I'm I did a concept of it and then my son thought it was something else and ate it. <laughs> <sighs> I made a delicious drink and I am sitting down on the microphone right now talking to you amazing people. I have succeeded so many times today. I am not a failure. Never ever, ever stop believing in yourself. You are not a failure. You are amazing and you are capable of and you deserve so many amazing things. Go out there and get them. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Remember, if you want to be eligible to get apple pie filling, my top tier patrons, the loot box for this quarter is apple pie filling. And one person who leaves a five-star rating review over on Apple Podcasts is also going to be eligible to win homemade apple pie filling. I love my apple pie. I think it's absolutely amazing. I use green apples and I make it on the tart side. I think it's amazing. If you love the content, please, please help me out. It's the only way that the show is ever going to grow. I got to play that algorithm game. It just is the way the world works these days. Head over to Apple Podcasts. The link is down below or head to the podcatcher, whatever you're listening to this on. If it allows you to leave reviews, leave a five-star rating and review. I would really, really appreciate it. Back in episode 15 of the show, the first ever Table for Two was with Dan from Netflix and Swell, and he... Actually, live on the air, made chicken tikka masala. And I got a chance to make it again because I'd really kind of been kind of hankering for it. Like, I really just, there's just some kind of way about all those spices coming together that really, really made me want to make it again for quite a while. But when I made it again, I wanted to make it with the caveat that I was going to make it with my own homemade naan. I didn't err from the recipe very much at all this time. I did add a little bit of tomato paste into the sauce portion along with the tomato sauce just to kind of give it a little bit more richness, a little bit more of that kind of tomato-y zip. And Rebecca actually did the chopping for me for the garlic and stuff. And I didn't grate the ginger. She actually did a fine chop on that along with the garlic. It's just... It, grating ginger to me is always a kind of frustrating endeavor. So I really thought that this would work perfectly well with just a really fine chop. And it absolutely did. And I actually had ground coriander this time. I I didn't chuck cilantro into my air fryer to dehydrate it and then use that in the dish. Turned out absolutely fantastic. Again, I absolutely love this chicken tikka masala. It's definitely just one of those things I really, really love to eat. And even though You know, I actually, and I don't know why, rice is one of those things that I cannot do very well for some reason when I make it at home, but when I make it here, it turns out pretty good. It turns out pretty good, although it always seems to take way longer than I expect, and I don't know why that is. I really don't. But nevertheless everything there turned out great and even though I love eating this with the rice I really really wanted to make this with naan but as I've been doing lately it's not enough for me to just pull up somebody else's recipe and just make their recipe unless you know it's something that I'm really really unfamiliar with like when I talk about hollandaise sauce when I talk about the breakfast lasagna I have never made it before I had no clue so I had to like crowdsource a few recipes i did read a few different recipes but i ended up sticking just to one recipe when i made it and i'll post that at that time but when it came to non i started doing some reading about non and there's a lot of different variations of non so what i kind of did was i built like a frankenstein non recipe out of like a variety of different recipes and you'll find links to those down in the show notes but i just kind of came up with my own based on all the ideas that I had seen out there because I was like, well, I want this element in it. I don't want this element in it, et cetera, et cetera. And I ended up making a cilantro and garlic herbed butter. Now this, this was the game changer. This I brushed on the naan right after it came off of the skillet when it was nice and hot, that butter, which was already infused with that cilantro and that garlic flavor and all the saltiness and everything just sank right into that. Ugh. So let me tell you a little bit about naan with a garlic cilantro butter. To make the naan, you're going to need three cups of all-purpose flour. You're going to need three teaspoons of dry yeast, a half to three quarters of a cup of warm water, around 110 degrees. This is to proof your yeast. I ended up needing pretty much the whole three quarters. A half a cup of plain Greek yogurt, two tablespoons of sugar, a quarter of a cup of olive oil, one large egg, one teaspoon of salt, and a half of a teaspoon of baking powder. And then for the butter to go with this, you're going to need one stick of unsalted butter, softened, eight cloves of garlic, finely minced, four tablespoons of cilantro, finely chopped, salt and pepper to taste. Prepare your herbed butter ahead of time. So you're going to mix your garlic, cilantro, salt, pepper into the butter. Mix it together really well until it's all well combined. And then just set that aside until later when you're ready to use it. It needs to be pliable enough so you can brush it over the finished naan so you don't want to refrigerate it. You want to keep it out. But make it first before you make the naan so that way it's ready to go. You can also make it like while the naan is rising, I guess. You can also kind of fit it into that window there as well. To get started with your naan, you're going to combine the wet ingredients together with the sugar in a large bowl and mix everything together. So that is your warm water, your Greek yogurt, your olive oil, and your egg. Throw that in there with the sugar, mix it all together add your yeast in there stir everything up set it aside to proof for about five minutes now mine never like foamed up up like it normally would if you were just doing like sugar water and yeast like i think this is because of the heavier elements in there like your yogurt like your egg but i've made this a couple of times now and it proofed just no problem but just give it at least five minutes While your yeast is proofing, sift your flour, salt, and baking powder into another bowl. You can also place all the dry ingredients in a bowl and then just kind of whisk them. I just wanted to introduce like as much kind of airiness because I know Nana is supposed to be really, really airy. So I just grabbed, Rebecca has this really amazing, just fine mesh sieve, and I just threw everything through there and just shook it all through. Once the yeast is proofed and the wet mixture is ready to go, combine that into the flour mixture and mix it just until it's combined. It should be just like normal dough, tacky but not sticky. It shouldn't stick to your hands, but it should still feel wet. Once the dough comes together, stop kneading it. You don't need to knead this. You just need it to come together. Take one of the two bowls that you used here, as long as it's big enough for the dough, just coat it with a little bit of olive oil or olive oil cooking spray on the inside. Stick your dough inside, damp towel over the top for 90 minutes, let it rise until it doubles in size. Once you're ready to go, you're gonna tip the dough out onto a floured work surface. And you're going to take this and you're going to shape it into a pretty long rectangle. In the recipe I wrote down 24 inches, I actually didn't measure, but it needs to be a really long but not really very wide rectangle because you basically want to almost cut this into squares. So mine were roughly like, say, six inches by four inches when I was done, because you're going to do six equal portions of this. So I said about 24 inches uh, and then wide, maybe three to four, like probably more in the neighborhood of four. Like it doesn't need to be three. That seems too narrow to me now that I think about it. But yeah, this made some decent sized rectangles the first time I ever did it I made them too big I m- made it way too wide it was like eight inches wide and it just didn't prepare up the same way as it did the next time that I made it the next time that I made it like I said it was about two feet I would say 24 inches by four inches so you're going to get nice six inch by four inch pieces when you cut it into equal portions just cut that up and then you're going to want to make sure you dust them lightly with flour lightly is the key uh, so that way they don't stick to anything so here's where you're going to get a large cast iron or a nonstick skillet. Stick it on your stove at mid high heat and you want this to get nice and hot and then one at a time. And I only did this one at a time and kind of, you know, don't leave them out forever when you do this and you want to prepare them all. You want to make sure you're ready to do it right then and there but then you're gonna roll these out until they're about one eighth of an inch thick. Mine were like circles or ovals in shape. They're about 10 by six. And you're gonna kinda wanna tailor this to the size of your pan. Like if you have a smaller skillet, you might wanna do more portions. You know, if your skillet's not like a really, really large one. Uh, The one that we have, I think, is between like 10 and 11 inches that we use this in. So you had pretty much enough room in there for the non and nothing else. So you're going to kind of roll it out to that shape and then you're going to just kind of toss it back and forth in your hands just to knock off any of the extra flour that might be stuck to it. Toss it in the skillet one to two minutes tops or until it browns and blisters. You're going to notice it kind of is going to start to look very distinctively like naan after about 30 seconds in the pain because you're going to see big bubbles and big, big blisters forming in this thing. You know, and just kind of keep an eye on it. You might want to just, you know, use some tongs, peek underneath it. Once it gets browned and blistered up really, really well, flip it over onto the other side. Mine took maybe a minute per side maximum. Uh, One to two minutes is overkill. Like two minutes especially would be, it would all be burnt. So once you remove it from the heat, go ahead and place it on the plate. Brush it with your garlic, cilantro, butter immediately. You want to do that so all the flavors from that garlic and the cilantro seep into that. And then what I did was I kept the oven at about 200 degrees and just yeeted these right into the oven and kept them warm until they were ready to serve. Now this, you heap some of that amazingly spicy. You've got all those nice, warm, spicy chili powders. You've got things like your cumin, your garam masala all playing around in there. Those beautiful kind of sweet and savory and spicy flavors in that chicken tikka masala all coming together with that kind of rich tomatoey sauce. And then you're serving it on just pillowy, soft perfection. I cannot tell you how easy this was to put together and how perfect it turned out it is 100% worth your time go back to episode 15 check out that chicken tikka masala recipe it is amazing thank you again Dan for coming on the show and sharing that recipe with me this naan was a perfect compliment to it and I'm so glad that I did it from scratch and I'm so glad like I said that I kind of crowdsourced it you know looked at a bunch of different recipes for inspiration but really took a bunch of elements from a bunch of them and made something that was my own. I really wanted something that was really gonna stand out here and really have a lot of good flavor these are amazing. Please try this. I promise you. And like I said, this would pair with so many different things. Like if you're doing like a a pulled pork, a shredded chicken, a shredded beef, anything like that, where you can kind of heap it onto this and use the naan as like a vessel to eat it. It's going to be so, 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 so good. And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of insight, because I have been counting calories a lot now. I know I mentioned that in the previous episode, but I have been counting calories a lot, which includes naan. So just if you wanted to know one piece of this naan, 315 calories, give or take. Now, these are all approximations. So don't take this as like 100%. It's exactly this, but that is really, really close. So that's just for the naan without butter. When you add the herbed butter in, the herbed butter per tablespoon is about 110. So one tablespoon of herbed butter Over one piece of naan is going to net you about 425 calories. So this is pretty calorically dense. There are probably some other recipes out there that don't include things like the olive oil and the Greek yogurt and the things that are really kind of buffing up that calorie count here, but nonetheless, this turned out so amazing. It's got such a a, a vibrant, fresh, rich flavor to it. And it is so... It, it I can't describe the softness of this enough to you. I never, ever imagined it would be so easy. And I never, ever imagined it would be so good. That is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Thank you so much. You are amazing. If you took the time to listen to this, downloaded this episode, plugged it into your ears, into your car stereo, whatever you're listening to this on, whenever, however... I appreciate you. I am so, so grateful for you. I hope that your life is amazing and I hope that you are taking the steps to make your life the best it can absolutely be. Never forget how amazing and how wonderful you are and how much value you add to the world. I really, really appreciate you listening to the show today. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons thank you very much to sam gerald and deb and a very special thank you to my vip patrons caleb krista jared dan bill and chris learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash kitchen